Blog Talk Radio. And you're listening to Live Without Limits. Today's show is titled, Be the Calm in the Center of Chaos. I practice staying calm all the time, beginning with situations that aren't tense, said Martha Beck. If I were to look inside your mind, I believe I would see the three things that you most want from life, to be happy, to be peaceful inside, and to be successful in the world. Am I right? If so, please keep listening and you will learn more. Now, I will go one step further and pick a term that encapsulates what I mean by all three of these desires. You wish to thrive. I understand this completely. I also know that this can be challenging in a universe whose main feature, constant change, is unrelenting. So learning how to deal with change is essential. If you're to be happy and peaceful and successful in the world, Norman Vincent Peale sums it up in the elegant solution this way. The cyclone derives its power from a calm center, and so does a person. The concept reflects a universal principle that I call conscious change, which will help you deal with effectively with disruptive, unexpected, or otherwise or unsettling changes. In fact, conscious change is both a concept and a practical tool in the process of becoming more aware of your motivations, your reactions, and your angels to your demons. And why would you want to do that? Yes. You've heard me say it before, and I'll keep repeating it until it sinks in and changes your life in ways that you can't imagine. Awareness creates choice. And with awareness, you will automatically make choices that serve you at your highest and best good. It takes time and effort to be truly aware. Do you remember when you learned to ride a bicycle? You would ride along with your dad or mom, running alongside, holding the bike up. Then they would let go, and pretty soon you would fall over. It seemed hard, and you wondered if you could do it. Then mom or dad let go, but you didn't know they let go. 
and several seconds later, when you look back, they were half a block behind you, and you were riding all by yourself. Hey, this is easy. Practice makes perfect. This is why what, it doesn't matter what you do, but it's a matter of understanding and learning. This is why whether it's e-learning or whether it's in the classroom, sometimes you might need extra help to keep you on task, but if you have the support systems in place, if you have people believing in you, it also helps you to actually get what it is that you really need to learn. Remember this, not everyone learns at the same pace, and not everyone learns the exact same way. You learn more by actually putting it into action than you do by listening or hearing. But you do have people who are auditory learners plus those who actually learn from just reading. So it's just knowing the difference and understanding how to incorporate all of that and building on what you truly know. That's the factor. With enough information, support, and practice, navigating change, responding to chaos, and making the best decisions for yourself and others will be as automatic and easy as riding a bike. So let's get to it. If there is one thing I'm trying to impart in my three decades of teaching, is that life is easy. If it's hard for you, you're doing something consciously or unconsciously to make it hard. Now, here's the thing. Because we all learn differently, we all, what comes easy to one person is much harder to someone else. So understanding those differences, being someone with a disability, how the information got from short-term memory into long-term memory affected just how I learned. Therefore, what I did on tests didn't really show what I was truly capable of. So if you give me the information and you show me how to implement it, that's why it was so easy for me to adapt to the Internet and learning how to do things and change my attitude about how business was done. Therefore, as a career coach, I was able to look back and see just how technology was affecting business and how business was being done. And even before it became popular, and you can see this slowly happening at the beginning of the 21st century, that even if you had a brick-and-mortar store, you had to have a website. And you had to know how to market online. And then you slowly had the development of actually incorporating digital marketing. And today, if you don't understand digital marketing, 
then you truly are not going to be able to build a true e-commerce store and be successful online. But understanding it, understanding how it works is really how you are going to build, adapt, and change over time. I see or hear from people every day who experience one drama, one disaster, one stress after another in their life. Life is mostly lumps and bruises and suffering for them. (laughs) From my perspective, it's easy to see how they're creating all of this and also how they can stop creating it. But for them, it is all just seems to be happening to them. They don't yet see that what happens comes from them, from their map of reality, from what they focus on, from their internal and external strategies for dealing with life. Unfortunately, most people operate from automatics pre-programmed responses. What I refer to is running on autopilot. They have rules to set procedures for what to think, what to feel, and what to do in various situations, rules or procedures that they learned when they were too young to know any better. And these responses are known automatically like Pavlov's done salivating when it hears the bell. Some of these responses were learned through physical or emotional pain and are particularly deeply embedded. Others are just things that we accepted as true because our parents told us that they were true over and over again. And in age, when our parents see like infallible gods. At the, at the very least, many of their rules and procedures serve to help us deal with anxiety or what I often refer to as overwhelm. I feel anxious, so we withdraw, get angry, have a cigarette, eat, exercise, act silly, have a drink, talk too much. Face out, have sex, tense up, buy something, watch TV, cry, or one thousands of other behaviors or feelings. Another thing that happens is often we will use blame, and instead of understanding that we have control over our behaviors, that we can make ourselves happy, that we blame outside sources, that if this didn't happen or that didn't happen or whatever, then it will, then I would be happy. But happiness comes from within. If you sabotage yourself and you control those feelings, I'm going to tell you a little story. And I think it really fits well here. For one thing, When you grow up in an environment, especially if 
like say you're biracial and for many years people that were mixed race they were often shunned the white community didn't accept them because they were too dark the black community didn't accept them because they were too fair-skinned and often if one parent or the other were were different races it often affected who you were friends with in school. And it didn't matter whether you went to a private school or whether you went to a public school, that up until the 60s in desegregation, you had schools that were literally all white or all black. And when desegregation happened, and you started seeing slowly where more and more blacks started going into the white areas and being bused into the schools for more equality. What was happening? It was an outbreak of fighting and infighting and arguing and, and racist. And all of that seemed subservient for a, a while. And then now we have a president who literally – has, because of his racist remarks and racist attitude, that he's given more power to those people who are, are racist. So they're coming out of the woodwork, and they're bombing, and they're going into the neighborhoods, and they're just shooting people for no reason. It, it's happening because it's it was always subserving it on the outskirts, it never really went away. But when you have someone that is a power who encourages it, then what's happening is it's coming out of the woodwork. It's being there. It's being seen. It's being allowed to happen. And then you're seeing more shootings and you're seeing more people who are, are, are going in and, and running places. and cre- it, it just creates such a vicious cycle that there's just no answer to it. And the only way to get diversity is to literally educate people and to help them understand the differences and learn to teach them how to accept everyone for who they are no matter what color they are or what where they originally come from. If you look at Germany prior to 1939 and how it was the Aryan nation and the blonde and how they blamed the Jews for everything that was going on and then they rose up and they went into the Jewish neighborhood and they started shooting and killing and oh and then putting them in concentration camps. It was, what happens is that if you learn to accept yourself for who you are and accept yourself with all your failings and accept other people for who they are, then we're going to live in a better nation and help each other to literally begin to accept our differences. And then you don't have to have laws to make sure that 
everything is is copacetic. I can remember back in uh, in in the 1990s when Atlanta went to bid for the Olympics. They refused to bid for the Paralympics, and that because that meant they would have to adapt all the housing that they were building for the Olympians and make sure they would be accessible. And it was the disability community that got together and bid for the Power Olympics and got it to come into the, the whole city for the Olympics. And between 1960 and 1996, or up until Atlanta bid for the Olympics, every host country was willing to bid for both separately. And then the head of the IOC at the time, who was Samaranch, because he believed in the Paralympics, he went in and changed the bylaws of the IOC so that every host country, when they're bidding for one, they're automatically bidding for both, and they have to treat both equally and plan for both. We don't choose to do let me back up a little bit so that we can, I can go back and say this again so that we understand where it's coming from. Okay, at the very least, many of these rules and procedures serve to help us deal with our anxiety or what I often refer to as overwhelm. We feel anxious, so we withdraw, get angry, have a cigarette, eat, exercise, act silly. Have a drink, talk too much, space out, have sex, tense up, buy something, watch TV, cry, or one of thousands of other behaviors. So, I have to back up a minute and let's, let's, let's go back to where we were because I had something come in. Okay, and as you can see, this is live. Anything can happen. We don't choose to do them because they seem to be the most resourceful thing that we could do at the time. We just do them automatically. Usually, they are anything but resourceful. Often, they lead to drama, suffering, problems, sadness. In essence, what we're saying here is, is that when you are dealing with stress, you will do things that can help you. You either eat or you smoke or you get angry or even get overset or, or, or become a sex addict and use sex as a way to deal with it. So there's many different things that we tend to do that understanding where you're coming from and how you react to different situations helps us to better cope. People who have lived much of their lives on autopilot don't know they are what they're feeling, behaving, responding, or living unconsciously. And you may not believe me when I tell you that this is something that you're probably doing. In essence, this is it. A, a learned behavior happens over 21 days. If you 
pick up a cigarette consistently, then it will be something that you tend to do automatically. That's why when people realize that that cigarette smoking is a health habit, that it literally becomes something that's very difficult to break. If you go and exercise on a regular basis, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, then it becomes a habit that your body gets used to. If it's not, then what happens? Your body tells you that you need to go. And doing quite a lot, if not at all, out the time. It takes becoming more conscious to realize what you're doing. And here is the big benefit of being more conscious. It's impossible to do something isn't good for you or is in some way non-resourceful, destructive, or you or to you, and also do it consciously. So what happens is you're consciously beginning to learn a new behavior by doing it. And then because you repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, it becomes an unconscious thing that you do just simply because it's something that you've done on such a regular basis that it's an ingrained behavior inside of you. And you can do something destructive to yourself, your feelings, your beliefs, your values, your behaviors, over and over as long as you do it unconsciously with continuous conscious awareness. But once you begin to do the non-resourceful feeling, behavior, belief, value, consciously, it will begin to fall away. You just cannot do something that is not good for you and also do it consciously. In essence, what we're saying here, to change a behavior for the better, you have to become conscious of what you're doing and consciously do it and repeat it till you change that behavior. And once you change that behavior, then it becomes an unconscious response to how you handle things. The trick, of course, is to remain conscious which is, as I said earlier, one of those things, like riding your bike or tying your shoe. That seems really hard until you get it. And then it seems easy, and you wonder why you ever thought it was hard. For this reason, as you unravel the mystery of what it means to be conscious, do not let yourself become discouraged. Keep going. Keep trying. Keep watching. And at some point, you will turn around and no one will be holding the bicycle up and you'll be doing it. And it will all make sense. To be conscious, you must identify your favorite ways of going unconscious. Be vigilant in noticing them. Be the witness to what is happening. Be committed to developing that part of you that stands aside and notices what you're doing, feeling, or thinking as you do it. Watching without judgment 
a comment, just watching with curiosity, like a scientist. Let whatever happens be okay and take time, especially when you feel uncomfortable, emotion, to just watch yourself have it. And then pretty soon you'll be saying, look, Mom, no hands. And think about it this way. It's like driving a car. You, it's something that you do. Think about it. If you have a certain route that you travel to go from your home to where your place of work is, eventually it becomes a habit of doing something. When you're a passenger in someone's car, you don't really pay attention to how you go or how you're traveling. But when you're the driver, you have to be conscious because you have to be aware of what the traffic is doing. Because if you're not aware, then it's easy to get into an accident. I can remember I was going somewhere, and I tend to have a limited vision on my right side because I have no peripheral vision. And if I don't turn my head, I don't always see something. And it's often if I'm walking and I don't turn my head, I can go right into what's right there because until it becomes right in front of my vision, I don't see it. Therefore, I have to be adaptive in how I relate to the world and what's happening around me. And I have to make sure that I'm being very conscious of what's going on around me. That it's easy to allow things to become so ingrained in you that there's such a habit that you literally don't pay attention to what's happening around you. Therefore, it becomes an unconscious behavior. So be aware, and if you find yourself doing something, think about it. When you multitask, you can have music on behind you, or you can have the TV on, and whereas someone else, when you're talking on the phone, may hear it, you probably don't hear anything because it's just in the background, and you've not, and you've lost pay or gotten to the point where you're not paying attention to hearing it. Therefore, when you hear that, when you deal with that, when you understand what's going on, then you are better able to deal with all those different situations and be capable of understanding that. So I'm going to reiterate some things. Awareness creates choice. That if you become aware of your behavior, then you can make the choice to change that behavior. If you don't, then what happens? You will put yourself in a position where you're unaware of what you're doing. So always try to learn to build up that consciousness of what's going on around you and learn a behavior and begin to become more aware 
of what you're doing and how you're doing it. Remember, you can go to my website, and that website is the number one, personalcareercoach.com, and we can work with you to help you to begin to become more aware as a as a life coach, we can help you to become more aware of your behavior and how to change it. 